0: This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter Hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, Hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well...
1: It's really quite simple.
0: When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just
1: shut up. You had me at hello.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again today with etiquette expert, Diane Gottsman. Hi, Diane.
1: Hello, Steve.
0: So, Diane is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, and recently, Diane, you wrote an article uh, talking about when you, your spouse friends the opposite sex, um, and so... I mean, it's it's gonna happen. Uh, so the, today we're gonna actually discuss the considerations when you when you are in that position of friending uh, someone of the opposite sex. Um, and in that article, you provided several tips. And so we're just gonna kind of go through those and we'll we we will talk about uh, each of these tips um, as, as, uh, as the article kind of explains it. So, um, if you haven't read the article, I still recommend you reading the article. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna kind of rehash some of the ideas that are there. So, uh, the first item that you have, uh, Diane is, uh, listen to your intuition. Um, can, can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Well, sure, and, you know, and you're right, Steve. We are inevitably going to make friends of the opposite sex because we don't work in single-gender you know, office space and we don't interact with only one, you know, only a male or only, only a female. So we have to know how to, you know, what message we're sending, number one. We have to think about that. And then we have to first and foremost listen to our own intuition. So you can tell the difference or you should be able to tell the difference, when someone at work or even someone on Facebook is befriending you yet has ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically speaking, you can feel it. You know, the, the body language is different, the physical contact, you know, the space between you changes. So if you feel deep down that this friend is not pursuing a platonic relationship, or is not handling themselves in a in a platonic manner, you know, then you just take a step back and you you know it. I'm not saying that you can't you can't change workspace, but you can certainly <clears throat> change yourself and your behavior so you won't encourage them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think um, I think that's a great point that people a lot of times refuse to take responsibility for. Uh, their actions and how they're enabling the other person to continue to act the way that they do, so sure like, like you're saying if it's Facebook you know you don't get that body language, but they could make comments uh, or post things on your on your Facebook wall that you don't think are appropriate and if you you know like it, <laughs> that is that is a very not so subtle way of encouraging them to do it again in the future, even if you think it's going down a, a wrong road.
1: Exactly, and you know the way that we phrase things, the way that we post what we say um, it, it all counts, so you know you can look at someone 's Facebook page and you can follow you can follow their posts and you can tell if you were if we were really detectives and we were <laughs> determining whether they were friends or not you can just it's not so subtle it's the subtleties and then the not so subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Be, car- that we say. Be careful with those semicolon winky faces, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Unless you're like me, sometimes I can't see it and I do it accidentally. <laughs> uh,
0: now, uh, you know, getting back into the offline world here, uh, one of the things you mentioned in your article is to make sure you keep your personal and uh, physical space and the touch in check. Uh, you want to go into a little bit more of that?
1: That's right, because the proximity Sends, sends a message. So if you would not... In other words, you need to treat your colleagues or your... if You know, if this is at work, or your friends, if this is in a social situation, mm-hmm. you need to treat them the same way you would treat, let's say, your boss's wife, or your dentist, or someone that you know that you like, but you certainly wouldn't kiss them on the lips. You certainly wouldn't be hanging on them or have your hand on their knee. So... Again, it's the message that you're sending. It's the message that you're allowing, you know, and, and that has a lot to do with proximity and, and personal space. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say keep keep an arm's length, literally keep an arm's length.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that will definitely <laughs> keep you out of trouble. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's right. Uh, and and the, the the next point that you make in your article, I really love, um, which is you don't discuss particularly when you're talking about <clears throat> your uh opposite sex uh, friends, you don't discuss right. your spouse's flaws with your opposite sex friend.
1: That's right. If you are developing a relationship with a this quote unquote opposite sex friend and you know it always happens. you read it, you see it, you you see it on the movie screen, you see it in your neighborhood. People become friends, and then they say, well, we just had, we had so much in common. Well, you start sharing all of the dirty laundry, and they commiserate with you. And all of a sudden, you've got this, you're, you're telling your opposite-sex friend about all of the terrible things your spouse does. That's just a big no. That's a big red no. Mm-hmm. No, you should be talking to your spouse about what concerns you. And if you have that big of a concern, you need to be going to a counselor you know, for that third party, not an opposite sex
0: friend. Yeah. And it's funny you bring up the, the movie scenario because every time you see something like that in a movie, uh, the first thing that goes through my mind is like, oh, they're going to hook up later on. This is there all that. There they go. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh,
0: so um, what, what, this is more of a, a tip, which is uh, you should meet... Uh, the opposite sex friend in public places at appropriate times of day. So
1: that's right. I say meet in public places at appropriate times because, you know, your mom says nothing good happens after one in the morning or 12 in the morning. You know, that applies to our opposite sex friends as well. If we're meeting someone late at night or in the morning, not that, not that it could be inappropriate at any time of the day, but you really have to think about motives and your motives. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just about the other person. It's about your motive as well. So, you know, meet during the day, meet uh, out in public, any place you would feel comfortable that your spouse, if your spouse saw you, you mm-hmm. would not feel ill at ease. If you feel ill at ease, that's your red flag right there.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up, too, what you're talking about uh, the personal responsibility of what your motives are because I feel like we've been painting this as well somebody comes in, they're a new hire, and they obviously can't uh, keep their eyes off of you. But it might be the opposite it might be you who needs to kind of keep things in check and Absolutely. understand what your motives are. So I'm, I'm glad you brought it up that way. Uh,
1: Absolutely. I like to say everything speaks, even when you're not saying a word. That's actually a a course that I teach, but it's true. Everything speaks, the way that we tilt our head, the way that we touch their shoulder, the way that we um, bat our eyes. And I'm not not saying that that's what we all do, but what I'm saying is we all send messages. So we are responsible for our messages. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the other person; it's about the way that we come across.
0: Yeah, because the the, the other the opposite person, the opposite sex friend, uh, they could think like, "Oh, this seems okay," and then it's it's you who's like, "Well, let's meet at this uh, unsavory place at this unsavory time," and then yeah, <laughs> they're the ones <laughs> that <Red> are... <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Where is that article again? I know I read it somewhere."
1: I know. <laughs> Laminated.
0: <laughs> that's right. On the side <laughs> of your refrigerator, drawer. everybody. <laughs> that's Right. Uh, so, um, you know, first
1: and foremost, your, your spouse comes first. That's yes. that's the bottom line. You know, if this is causing marital strife, there's not a choice. You know, the choice is your spouse mm-hmm. because that's your first consideration. And if, and, and I'm not saying that some people just have a tendency to be be jealous. Uh-huh. or or extremely jealous even. So so again you keep it in perspective and you use your good judgment. So but but there may be a very real reason why your spouse is feeling uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. And and speaking of spouses, uh when you when you are making plans, um it's it's a good idea or should be almost imperative that you uh mention it to your spouse and ask to include them if if they want to participate, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, they should uh, you should always mention to your spouse if you plan to go someplace, you should run it by them and say, "Listen, I'm I'm I have plans with Lisa. We're going to grab a bite to, grab a bite for lunch. Would you like to join us?" You yeah. know, there's a there's a big difference and I'm not saying that you can't have friends of the opposite sex. Quite the quant- contrary. I have friends of the opposite sex, but Everyone should be comfortable in the situation, and there mm-hmm. should not be any subtleties or undercurrent of romantic, you know, romantic
0: feelings. Mm-hmm. And and when you say, I'm going to go, I'm, you know, I'm going to meet so-and-so for lunch, uh, you shouldn't hide the fact that they're also, that, it, that if, you're, if you're a man, you shouldn't hide the fact that it's a woman and vice versa. It shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to meet a coworker. Well, right. You know, that, that's yeah, one that of is those.
1: Jay, <clears throat> Jay's a girl, and you're yeah. here, like, leading him to believe. Again, that's one of, those, that's one of the that's subtleties. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, exactly. that's, right.
0: Um, and, that's right. And you, you, you brought this up, uh, but I just want to reiterate this point, which is your spouse always comes first. And so whenever you're making any of these plans, uh, your spouse should be the first consideration, right?
1: That's right. I mean, if your spouse thinks it's a problem, it's a problem
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that you should consider.
0: And now you bring you bring this up, and this raises um, several questions and scenarios. Which is, if if it's at work, um, you know you might not be the boss, so you might not have control over who your coworkers are and who you have to sit next to every day. Um, but if it's a social setting, you can create that space and distance to where you're not. Uh, hanging around them as often uh, w- w- do you have any tips for if you're in a, in a working situation where you have a mm. opposite sex uh, co-worker worker. Uh, mm-hmm. well
1: you know what I, what immediately comes to mind is is that if you have you know we work in offices with and, and we we I literally do sales calls let's say if you're in a sales team with opposite sex people you don't have to i don 't believe that unless there is some extenuating circumstances i don 't think you have to run it by your spouse if you go to lunch with your colleague mm-hmm. i mean if it's say you 're out on a call you don 't have to call and say oh i'm going i'm going to lunch with Dan is that okay number one you know yeah. i don't think that <laughs> that's too extreme uh, you might say i'm on my way to lunch i 'm going to have lunch with Dan." Uh, so we have to, you know, we have to put everything in perspective because yeah. we are always interacting, male, female. But in business, we're gender neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are, you know, that's the protocol. We're gender neutral. We both stand. We both shake hands the same way at the same time. So I think if it's a professional working relationship, you're not even thinking about it. You you're you, you feel that professionalism. What I'm talking about is when you're crossing the line into... You know, you're you're going out after work. Now, there's a difference between having lunch with a colleague yeah. peer and then going out to happy hour after work. Yeah. there's a big difference in that.
0: Yeah, and the name, I don't
1: know. You know, I wouldn't run to talk about Dan at lunch if we were just out on a sales call. But if I was, if some, I was planning to go out to happy hour. You know, a spouse was planning to go out to happy hour with someone. I think that's certainly a consideration that the spouse needs to know and be invited to join, unless it's a business related happy hour where everyone is going
0: yeah okay and And spouses
1: are not included
0: in that gotcha okay but but it's also something that the spouse should be aware is happening it shouldn't be why why'd you get home at two o'clock in the morning last night
1: oh my goodness absolutely absolutely
0: it it, you know it's interesting it's funny because I, i when i'm thinking of all these business situations i don't know if you watch the show Mad Men.
1: You know, I don't, and I hear it's great. It so is. So many people like it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's really great. But one of the things that I think about is uh, part of the show takes place in a time when gender integration was happening in the workplace, and right. there are all these awkward situations and inappropriate behavior and all these things uh, because they didn't know how to act, um, or if they did, they weren't using their better judgment. And so, as we're going through this list, uh, <laughs> I just have these scenes. <laughs> <laughs> from Mad Men running through my head of like, yeah, that's how you shouldn't act. Yeah, so uh, check that I'm out. Have to go watch it. Yeah, I'm I... gonna go check it out. <laughs> um, so, well, Diane, that you know, we'll wrap up there. So, um, it, uh, again, if you haven't uh, read the article, uh, there's more details in the article. Um, I think we did a pretty good job covering it here, uh, but th- there might have been one or two things that uh, added bits of information that I think you guys will find helpful in the, in the article that Diane wrote. Uh, so again, it's um, friending people of the opposite sex. Do some sort of search on our website and you'll find it. Um, and to sum up, you guys are listening to uh, Diane Dotsman, who is a nationally recognized etiquette expert, the owner of the Protocol School of Texas, which is a company specializing in etiquette training for corporations, universities, and individuals. You can get more at her website, ProtocolSchoolOfTexas.com. You can follow Diane on Twitter, at Diane Gottsman. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hitched Media. Uh, And we are both on Facebook. Uh, Diane has a fan page, so it's the Protocol School of Texas fan page on Facebook. Uh, We are at uh, at Hitched, so just Facebook.com slash Hitched. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. So thank you so much, Diane, and I really look forward to doing this again very soon.
1: As always, Steve, it's my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Okay, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo,
1: Adrian! I did it! certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.